I'm Jenna. Hello, I'm Gloria. We We are are Worthy Worthy Wellness. Because we are worth it. Our purpose is to introduce women entrepreneurs, products, and services while proceeds help women in need for holistic care and therapy services. Welcome, Welcome, ladies. Hello, hello, Worthy Wellness listeners. We have an amazing speaker today, a respiratory therapist, Susan Meyer, and I'm super excited for you to get to know more about her. So, Sue, would you like to tell the listeners um, about yourself? Yes. Hi. I'm so excited to be doing this and a little nervous because I've never done it before. So (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'll tell you about myself. I'm a 36-year-old woman, married, um, and I'm a mom of three, and I live in Connecticut. Um, My husband and I are both respiratory therapists, and we've been practicing. He's been doing it for 15 years, and I've been doing it for 13 years. Um, I have an associate's degree in respiratory care. And I'm currently working part-time just so I can make some money and take care of the kids like when I'm home. But I have a five-year-old, an almost four-year-old, and a nine-month-old. So I'm really busy. (laughs) Mama. Yeah. It's amazing that you and your husband are both respiratory therapists. Mm -hmm. Very much needed, especially during the unforeseen pandemic and just Mm -hmm. different respiratory conditions that are on the rise. So we appreciate your guys' service. Thank you. I feel like everyone started to know about respiratory therapy when COVID happened, (laughs) you know? Yeah, because respiratory therapy has been around longer than what we could imagine. Um, what, What year or what kind of history do you want to tell us about respiratory therapy? I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it's been, around for a long time, but, um, I can kind of tell you like where I started cause I've been doing it for 13 years. But, um, so I started working off working in one of the largest hospitals in the country, working with adults, pediatrics and newborn babies. So I did like all levels of ICU care, including like medical ICUs and floor therapy. And like I said, I worked with kids, babies, and adults. Um, But now um, that I have a family, I run an outpatient pulmonary rehab program. So it's a better schedule, set hours, no weekends. But um, there's not a lot to do with respiratory therapy like there is with nursing. So um, I'm kind of lucky that I have the job I have now. But um, because working in a hospital is it's a lot and there's, you know, the hours are crazy. And um, but yeah. Most definitely. I mean, we do see a variety. I know that in occupational therapy, home health, I would see some pediatrics on oxygen or a trach or, you know, they needed that type of care. But I believe they went into the hospital setting to receive that type of respiratory or pulmonary care. And then Mm -hmm. in home would be more like the physical therapy on occupational therapy. So it's kind of interesting when we learn about all these therapies and the different settings. And I guess respiratory, you have to kind of work alongside the doctor because you're working with equipment and, you know, prescription by the doctor. So perhaps that's the the huge differences there. It's a more sensitive type of approach, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're definitely like in the hospital setting. It's basically you're working with nurses and the doctor. So the doctors obviously give you your orders and then you follow their orders. But 
um, you do give them a lot of you do a lot of education. You do give them a lot of feedback because respiratory is its own entity rather than nursing, which covers, you know, all the parts of the body. Respiratory is just focused on obviously the lungs. Um, so it's definitely like a focused therapy with, you know, and it's very detailed and not a lot of patients or people know, you know, a lot about it. Most definitely. It's a very much needed specialty. Mm-hmm. I could see that focus. And so what inspired you to to want to get into this field and to know that you wanted to be a respiratory therapist? So 13 years ago, when I was going to school, I was going to go to school for nursing. And at that time, it was very competitive. And that wasn't my style. It kind of overwhelmed me. Um, because everyone wants to do nursing and, you know, it was hard to get into a program. And then I had a family member whose best friends worked as respiratory therapists in a big hospital. So he's the one that told me about it. So I looked into it. I actually I applied and I got in. So that's how I learned about it. But like I said, um, it's focused on one area of the body instead of everything like nurses do. So I kind of found it more interesting that you're focusing on one thing and like you can just, you know, zone in and have education on that instead of, you know, all areas of the body. I'm right there with you. You know, I thought I was going to study physical therapy and they reached full capacity in the master's program in Australia. So I thought, you know, how can my courses get into another field that's related and similar? And that's when I discovered occupational therapy. So I indirectly found my passion out because I didn't really know what OT was. And right. when I saw self-care, I thought that was nursing. So when I <laughs> talked to the students, they were sharing, you know, the details on, you know, their functional skills and it's like rehab therapy and, you know, transitioning from, you know, a physical injury or some kind of, you know, mental impact or whatnot. So um, that's really interesting. We both have that in common. Yeah. And I know you were saying that you work um, in pediatrics. Um, Do you have any long-term goals that you'd like to achieve in your career and in other directions? So I feel like I'm at my goal right now because I was in, you know, critical care for 12 years and I just started doing um, pulmonary rehab. So um, in pulmonary rehabs, uh, you know, I don't know if I can explain that if you know, if nobody really knows about it, but pulmonary rehab is like it's high intensity exercises that increases muscle fibers, which then um, result in more aerobic cellular metabolism, which utilizes available tissue level oxygen and reducing lactic acid production from anaerobic metabolism. That's a lot, but um, (laughs) (laughs) that was a lot. (laughs) That is, but you know what? Our listeners, that's what a podcast is all about. Right. Um, right? Yeah. So, Yeah. So, um, I loved the idea of like working in pulmonary rehab because it's education and it's more one-on-one time with patients rather than working in a hospital where you're like jumping from room to room and you don't really have time to like chat with a patient because you got to go, you have a patient next door that you have to go or a patient's crashing. So pulmonary rehab, um, like we have small, I have like a small group of patients and that I can focus on everybody a little bit more and have that one-on-one time. And there's a lot of educating. And, um, so, um, that's why, um, I like it. And I feel like I'm at my goal now because there's not a lot you could do with respiratory rather than like home care or the hospital setting. So, and I know like having spent so much time in inpatient care, 
There are so many more patients out there that can benefit from pulmonary rehab, but their insurance doesn't cover it, can't afford it. There's transportation issues or patients have never heard of it, like, et cetera. Um, so it's, I like, you know, telling people about it too, because a lot of people don't know about pulmonary rehab or there's not a lot in the area, in their area. Yeah. So this is bringing awareness and this mm-hmm. is why I've, I've brought on more therapists to worthy wellness because, mm-hmm. you know, with Gloria, my co-host, she has, you know, the holistic practitioners coming in. And then I introduced the different types of therapies, um, being a therapist myself. And, you know, it's not until we actually maybe are in a place with the condition and we one-on-one see a therapist when we then discover and have that awareness. So it's really nice to have this podcast to really draw in that awareness, educate people on these different health topics, these different health practitioners. And we appreciate you coming on and speaking about that. And, you know, to elaborate, interviewing all these women, they're, they're women entrepreneurs of all walks of life talking about their journey. It's very inspiring. So you get, you know, the interviewers of the entrepreneurs, and then you get the listeners that maybe are also entrepreneurs, or, you know, maybe they had hardship or some kind of medical condition, and they're seeking out, you know, which direction do I go? So all around, it's very inspiring. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that brings me to the next question, you know, what advice would you like to let our audience know about being a mom and a medical professional and and how now you know you said you reached your goal but the exciting news is you're going outside of the box and outside mm-hmm. of the traditional setting of the hospital because now you have a course that a program that's in a phone application on all care anywhere so would you like to share any advice on how you juggle all these hats and um, be the superwoman that you are, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm struggling. I am struggling. <laughs> no. So like I said, I work part-time now doing pulmonary rehab. And then, um, I'm also very creative and I love, um, you know, creating stuff. I, it was so funny cause my grandma thought I was going to be an artist one day. So I love, you know, like the digital, the digital thing stuff going <laughs> But um, I'm really excited about the app just to like put my creativity out there and just like put what I know out there. And it's just I'm trying to juggle, you know, working, being a mom and then this app, which I think it's something that I'm excited about because I get to it's like my own little thing that I can do on the side for myself. (laughs) I'm excited to do that. And hopefully I'm going to try to balance it all. But it's hard work. It's hard having you know, three kids and having a career, but I feel like doing something for yourself and, you know, that makes you happy, you know, is good, you know? Yes. And I feel like it's going to be achieving another goal of yours. You know, Mm -hmm. you mentioned that some people, they don't know about respiratory pulmonary care, that you want to bring that awareness and that education. The app is an alternative. You're not stuck in a setting in a hospital or alongside the doctor. You're doing something that's yours. You're the entrepreneur. You're also helping the people in communities that might not have access 
You know, maybe they don't have good insurance or maybe they don't even know where they can go and how to receive care. So this is just kind of opening that line internationally as well, because, you know, maybe we people might feel nationwide it's accessible. But what about these other countries that may not have it? Right. Um, So I think it's incredible. And then as far as you being a mom, you're really thinking outside of the box because you know, this is going to also give you some passive income mm-hmm. as well, being on a digital platform or being able to take on some consultation calls or these mm-hmm. educational calls if people do choose to reach out to you and have that one on one. So thank you for being a part of this project and the All Care Anywhere team and the app. So this brings me to summer. What type of tips do you have um, about respiratory tips or care? Because, you know, each season kind of brings on maybe allergies or humidity or something. So what would you like to say? You're on the East Coast and I'm on the West Coast. So, you know, maybe that looks a little different too. Yes. So I want to reference that the June newsletter that we put out so everyone can look at that because that has to do, um, that talks about air quality. Um, So air quality is a really big thing this summer for people. And just, you know, talking to my patients, just in like other things like mowing the grass, like wearing a face mask and N95 preferably, and don't overexert in the hot, humid weather plan activities for the cooler parts of the day, like morning and evening. Be careful with like swimming in pools that have been overchlorinated with like the vapors that can exacerbate underlying lung conditions. And then just staying inside in the air conditioning (laughs) when it's really hot and humid is going to be beneficial. So you don't have to go on like steroids if your lung condition is really bad. So just, you know, monitoring the outside air quality is really important at this time of year. And touching on the whole, you know, air conditioning and the AC in the car, what type of tips would you say about awareness on changing out filters or humidifiers or diffusers? You know, are they good? Are they bad? And how often do we look to change out filters and so on and so forth? That's actually really important. And a lot, a lot of people know that you need to change filters. So I always say it's really good to keep like, you know, your upper airway, you know, moisturized. That's why I always say if you had a, have a humidifier, you know, get it, but just be very careful that they do get moldy. So you would have to read the directions like on that humidifier, but you can do other things. Like I had a patient who would put like a bowl of water under their bed because, you know, hot air rises. So that would be like their humidity. So that's something you can do. And then changing your filters for your air conditioning in the house. I know we do it every few months and just not forgetting to do that because that can definitely exacerbate lung conditions. So I would say every few months for the air conditioner and just be very careful with humidifiers at home. Okay. And then as far as the car and the 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 filters, what would you say about that? I don't have much information on that. (laughs) I guess we could always, you know, in our routine checkup Uh, or when you get service. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? That's a good thing you brought up because (laughs) none of my patients have ever brought that up to me. (laughs) It's just in, in the car. I've never, I've never really looked into it, but that would, you know, maybe they do it on routine services. Especially with some states that have, you know, 
different types of seasons and catastrophic weather, you know, you get the leaves and the debris, the pollen, all that stuff. So it's really nice to have your routine checkup. And if you're, you know, uncertain about your AC filter, you know, maybe there's an area where you can pull it out and look for yourself to check, Mm -hmm. or you could just call in a professional to look at those things, because sometimes we don't think of that. So again, this is kind of bringing that awareness, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. And then just always, um, I tell my patients to like, keep your, you know, airways, you know, moisten, like use some nasal sprays if you have allergies and definitely keep taking like, um, you know, your Zyrtec, your Claritin and every day, which is good because it's going to be beneficial for your allergies if you have allergies and just some saline nasal spray is like the safest to use. And would you say the saline nasal spray should be, you know, you do it for four days and then take a pause or do it every day? So saline, saline is just, you know, salt water. (laughs) So you can actually use them at multiple times a day. It's Afrin that you want to be careful with. Um, you usually just take Afrin for three to four days and then you stop because you'll get a rebound. But Afrin really is the best thing (laughs) if you're, if you have congestion and, and, you know, can't breathe through your nose, I would say use Afrin, you know, just for a few days, but saline is definitely your best bet. Like a natural way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the natural way. Okay. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to share before we wrap up for this episode? I mean, you can contact me. Um, I can give everyone or say my email. If you ever need to contact me with like questions, my emails, smeyer27 at yahoo.com. Would you like to spell that out just for? Yep. S as in Sam, M as in Mary, E as in elephant, Y as in yo-yo, E as in elephant, R as in rainbow, 27 at yahoo.com. Oh, thank you so much, Sue. I am super excited for your program. That should be coming soon in the All Care Anywhere app. There's going to be a free respiratory care section. And then there's also the, the full program. And then as Sue mentioned, her and her husband, Jason, are the authors of the newsletter for All Care Anywhere, which is tied into the charity of Golf to Breathe annually. And we raise funds from the golf tournament and those funds help respiratory patients and care. So that's being somewhat applicable to the digital platform on an app in your pocket that's convenient and international. And then you also have the contact information if you want to reach out to Sue directly for maybe more one-on-one type of consultation or education. So thank you so much. And we might have you back again. (laughs) Thank you, Jenna. This was fun. (laughs) Hopefully I did okay. (laughs) Yes, super fun. Uh, You did wonderful. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye, everyone. Bye. If you're also a woman entrepreneur to support our cause and would like to be considered on this podcast, please reach out to us. We would love to connect. We see you. We want to connect, empower, and inspire others. So please call or text or even fax 949-793-8781 or our Instagram is Worthy Wellness Inc. Like I-N-C. Hope to hear from you and thank you for listening.